0: Hi, and welcome to The Light Leaders, a podcast for lightworkers and conscious entrepreneurs who are passionate about raising the consciousness of our planet and take action to make it happen. I'm your host, Alexi Lember, and I believe that we are currently in the middle of a global awakening of humanity, that right now is the time for heart centered conscious people to step into our power so we can replace your paradigm and bring the conscious new earth into manifestation. So here, I'll interview a variety of people who lead this movement of creating this new earth, whether they do it through a meditation course, a conscious podcast, or an ethical cryptocurrency. I call them Light Leaders. If you resonate with our mission, please help us spread the message by sharing this podcast. We're having more and more content getting censored, so we need your help. Make sure to stay in touch also by registering to our newsletter on thelightleaders.org. If you hear little nuggets you love and you'd like to share, screenshot this episode and share on your Instagram stories, make sure to tag us at The Light Leaders Podcast and we will repost. Hi and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today I'm with Fabrice Maravigna. He's been on the show before and we're going to talk about cryptos, review the year of 2021 and also WhatsApp for 2022. As a as a quick intro to Fabrice, you've been in cryptos for seven years now. Uh, you're managing seven-figure portfolios, and you've bought some of the best courses also on cryptos from Brian Rose, London Real, and Alexander Lorenzo. Uh, you've also you also deep into a lot of personal growth, learn from uh, top top self-development gurus. You're really into detox, tantra, many, many topics, and you're also a really good friend of mine. So I'm super happy to have you again uh, on the show.
1: Thank you, Alex. You sure know how to build someone up. Um, I feel very seen and, and loved, but yeah, it's true. For the last decade, I really gave myself the best um, chance to learn and grow mm. coming from a, an average background. And today I live you know, in beautiful Bali, and, and I, I'm very mm. fortunate to have a good lifestyle. So thank you for having me on your show
0: um and you also want to be tea master
1: <laughs> as you can see we're drinking tea yes very fancy but you know that's better than drinking um alcohol these days mm. it's it's very it's, it's very healthy a, it's been
0: a while actually so just to give a bit of context with fabrice we've just finished shooting for a new online crypto school that we've been uh building the name is
1: crypto jedi that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. May the Love market it. be with you, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we just finished recording for the people on video. We're here in beautiful New Salem, Bonga a stunning villa. And we wanted to do a little podcast to, to share a bit, um, yeah, on, on context around now into cryptos. But also, as sp- while you listen to that podcast. It'll be about around the uh, release of that new crypto course. And we think it's a pretty exciting time and cryptos in general
1: your kimono is also pretty exciting it is yeah yeah it is
0: a tea kimono it's a good fit beautiful and actually and actually i'm happy to have you also and have tea here because um we came here to record the course and we wanted to also have a good time so of course you brought your Mm. amazing tea and i've it's been a while i've wanted to do a podcast with tea
1: yeah it's a good concept yeah it's I think cool and I think you're one of the first, but that's also a concept I really love. Of course, I've been into tea for over two years, and I'm I'm very grateful. I've been initiated by a beautiful friend here in Bali. Um, but I think we're going to see this more and more as you promote your message. You know, some people are all about money or whatever. We're also about health mm. and an alternative. And so you can just plug it in the background. You just you know drinking mm. tea instead of having a beer or a glass of wine and for whatever it's worth. This is a beautiful uh, Pu-erh tea that's about mm. 70 years old. It's really difficult to get your hands on this, but this is for sure medicine and very grateful for all the people who look after that tea and make it mm. age and brought it here. It's incredible.
0: Thank you, Fabrice. I think that will help the flow of this podcast Ooh. to invite Ooh. the consciousness <laughs> of those ancient uh, and very <laughs> delicious teas.
1: Ancient wisdom. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so okay cryptos sure that's how we we frame that (laughs) what's been happening in 2021 it's been an exciting year with a big bull run and then it was a little bit we didn't know where it was going Uh
1: uh-huh yeah 2021 has been fun uh for sure a lot of people have made reasonable amount of money some people have made a lot of money um which happens in most bull markets right so you usually have a period that's kind of boring and people lose interest, and then everything starts to burst again, and yeah, and a lot
0: of new things. I mean, DeFi exploded, NFTs, new technologies coming metaverse in, metaverse later. Uh-huh,
1: absolutely, and we see it quite often. So, last bull market was 2017. Then it went flat for about three years. Mm. During these times, a lot of developers are developing new technologies, mm. new interface, new apps on the phone to make it user friendly for people like you and I. So what we see usually, we got a few years of development and then another blossoming um, Mm. period. So 2021 was uh, pretty special. DeFi, we were early on in projects like Phantom and Mm. Avalanche, which are layer ones or alternative to Ethereum, because Ethereum, even though it's... For
0: DeFi, just being decentralized finance. Decentralized finance. Kind of replicating financial tools, but on the blockchain, cutting down the intermediaries so usually they're faster they're cheaper anyone can participate
1: yeah totally totally we digitalizing finance from the older way of doing it to something that's really more efficient uh more transparent faster cheaper basically it's everything is better mm. so uh, while a lot of uh, newbies were looking at coins like bitcoin and ethereum we were already positioning ourselves into okay what's the next uh, projects that could give good returns, right? Because it's my opinion that a lot of money has been made in crypto, in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Mm. To see a 10x on Bitcoin, I would say maybe, maybe if you're patient for many, many years, but that's why we're interested in other alternatives. And also, I mean, we Ethereum. had coins,
0: uh, we went to Shibainu, and I think it's like 200x, it did 200x in like, six months or something, and that's not going to happen to Bitcoin.
1: The meme coin was really fun for Mm. sure and fortunate, good timing. Um, But yeah, in 2021, we've seen Ethereum that started to reach scalability issues. Uh, Transaction fees are becoming outrageous, sometimes two or three hundred dollars just for one transaction. And the average person is just putting in a few hundred or a few thousand dollars. Um, So unless you're trading like a whale, or you are like a, a fund, you know, if, if you don't move $10,000, you don't want to pay $200 for a $50 transaction. It makes zero sense. So that's why we started to look at other protocols mm. and um, and then also gaming started to come into the picture. So I believe DeFi was about six months ago. We had a great, oh, thank you. Forgot mm-hmm. about this. I know. I got carried away uh so defi was you have different areas uh, different um areas errors, errors in crypto right so defi is great but it's still very very speculative and there are not real network users so people are jumping on solana like wow well, mm. this is the ethereum killer and institutional money flowed in and then they realize, wow, the technology is not fully functional yet. Mm. There's a lot to address.
0: They're still in beta, Solana. It's but crazy. also,
1: but also they <laughs> don't have users. Yeah. They don't have daily users. <clears throat> right. And we know that the actual value of any technology, maybe social media mm. like Facebook or whatever, or even a cryptocurrency. The value of this technology is dictated by the number of users. In part. Um, mainly, mainly on the long term. Because everybody mm. can speculate, but then then the bubble bursts <coughs> and the real price reveals itself.
0: Yeah, you've had companies with a lot of users that they couldn't monetize, but
1: yeah.
0: In general, it's true.
1: Mm. So it's been a, a beautiful, but also a tough year for Ethereum, in my opinion. Um, we're going to to see the loyalty of these developers. Mm. We start to see a lot of L2 Layer 2 technology, which are attempting to help Ethereum load uh transactions you know
0: like polygon being the biggest one at the moment polygon
1: matic um yeah there are there are just many protocols who are trying to solve this problem you know but what I'm excited about and, and you know this because you're in the in the loop as well um, so I've been a hexican for those who thought hex was just a scam I feel sorry for you I like you you definitely missed a great great gainer last year
0: I, I trust you so much that even though I looked at it, I was like, ah, oh, it looks a bit scammy. I'll, st- I'll still put a little bit, and I'm great. And that became a lot, <laughs> and that
1: became a lot, and that's why you can wear this beautiful kimono today. <laughs> yeah. um, but Richard Hart, in my opinion, is a is a visionary. He's very, definitely, he's arrogant. Uh, he's got a very high IQ. He's a, he's a very intelligent man, and it's difficult for him to deal with the level of conversation mm. of you know lazy people drinking on the couch mm. Uh, asking about making a million dollars doing nothing it's it's that's there is a gap everybody wants to get rich but few people want to actually create value uh into the marketplace Mm. so richard hart in my opinion is an incredible man when i looked into his project about a year and a half ago i was like whoa i think we're onto something big i was curious why Mm -hmm. is this not even advertised and the only advertisement about it is like oh no that's that's a scam, it has to be a scam. It's still so isn't, it
0: it's crazy on CoinMarketCap, they fake the ranks to not show it in the, it would be around top 10 now.
1: Sure, and, and they're being sued in front of the law, so they will have to account for that. But what's interesting is now he's developed his own version of Ethereum. He's pretty much mm-hmm. forked Ethereum, it's called, it's called Pearl's Chain. And uh, he's changed a few variables to make, you know, the speed uh, faster, so, Settlement yeah, I, of everything. You much don't want to go details. too deep into that. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's a big deal because yeah. there is there is still a good opportunity around Pulse, Pulse X, which yeah. is going to be the dex, and Hex, which is the coin itself. And I wanted to plug it here because it's life changing money. When when you give people the right information, and it changes mm-hmm. their financial future, it's it's profound. Yeah. You know, profound. so twenty
0: twenty two. That's something that really excites you. Um, also, cross chain, cross chain, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think one that excites a lot of people that can be related Ethereum two point with the merge and it moving to proof of stake. But I know you're a little bit skeptical maybe on the timing. I've been skeptical for a long time because
1: yeah. software is hard. People who don't understand software, people who are new to crypto, they just have hopes, mm-hmm. and they get on Telegram groups where everybody is like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to be rich, but. The reality is to to build software (laughs) and to then add layers of complexity, maybe like this, it's actually very complex. And Mm -hmm. Vitalik Buterin himself says it could take a few years to bring uh, ETH 2.0 to to life. So even though it's supposed to solve a lot of problems, we've already seen newer technologies that have um, understood the pros and cons of Ethereum. Hmm. And they started, they built their project without all the crap yeah. that Ethereum is dealing and with. And they're gonna, building up, you know? That's
0: always going to happen. Like, you're a bigger project and you're slower to move. And I mean, that's also Bitcoin is even so slow, but still very valuable.
1: And again, you need to give respect where it's due. Ethereum changed the world in, in many ways. All the developers are on Ethereum. It's just, wow, we've reached a point hmm. where the technology is struggling for mass adoption. Yeah. We're not quite there yet. Mm. And it's great to see five or 10 different Ethereum-like technologies out there because mm. I like this example. I think it's like cars. You will never see one brand of cars, maybe like Audi or yeah. Ford or whatever. There is not one brand of car who ruled the world. As a matter mm. of fact, you have like 10 or 15 major brands, uh, Toyota and yeah. whatever. But you
0: have that for social media, for example.
1: Yeah, but not so much. Not so much for social media. It's more concentrate, maybe two or three or four. Well,
0: yeah. yeah, Well, if you take search, I think Google's like bigger than all the other combines by far. So, depends. Like some networks, some industries with networks can be more tricky. But definitely believe also in a cross-chain world later.
1: And then we've seen uh, legal adoption uh, in Salvador. El Salvador Mm -hmm. is now. Recognizing Bitcoin. Bitcoin as using a legal the lightning tender
0: network to be able to process more transactions. Do you, do you think that do you see future in that using the Lightning network to use? Bitcoin No, we've been talking about that for so long. Just we've
1: been talking about that for so long. I think even if we finally go there. To be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Bitcoin and Ethereum myself. I think mm-hmm. if you were into that 10 years ago, or even five years ago, that was a great place to be. But yeah, the technology is. Is becoming obsolete very quick. So, even mm. though Ethereum is the king because it's completely decentralized in its network, yeah. in the validator nodes, we have tens of thousands of computers around the world who are verifying the network, which makes it unbreakable. Uh, no government can shut it down mm. because there is no switch to turn it on and off. So, that's the real value of Bitcoin storage of value and real decentralization. Mm. Now, this doesn't mean that the coins, who hold the coins, is decentralized. Mm. We see a lot of whales who are accumulated, accumulating a lot of coins. But the blockchain itself is really, really decentralized. And that is scary to the establishment, mm. for sure. So I give respect to Bitcoin for what it is. I can also see many limitations. You cannot really program Bitcoin. Mm. Initially, it was programmable money. And we've never been able to even you know, turn it into like a, an alarm clock or anything. We yeah. cannot program it for anything, really. So what we can do, though, is to store value safely. Okay. And I think well, it's cool to see with, countries what, accepting it. Yeah,
0: What El Salvador is doing is they're using the lightning networks though to at least have faster transactions. It's not programmable like smart contracts. But I don't know, it could be interesting. Yeah, it might
1: just speed up the transactions, but that's all that yeah. we'll do. Also, you talked
0: about establishment being scared. Do you have views for 2022 on uh, what could happen there in terms of regulations and, and also the, how it would affect the market in general in 2022?
1: Well, I think the world is going nuts, just in case you haven't realized around yourself. <laughs> Politics are screaming bigger and bigger lies by the day. People are really confused. They're not sure what to believe and what's real, what's not. Do you think
0: we could see also a collapse of uh, the old fiat system? 2022? Well, I
1: think I think I don't see this happening in 2022, mm. uh, but it's going to happen and nobody knows when. Uh, we're going to have to reach a tipping point where things are going to move really fast. Mm. But now we're still in the building the pressure, like a volcano. We are like building the pressure. Inflation's creeping up. We're printing money like no tomorrow, yeah. which means people are losing their buying power. Uh, The inflation is terrible. We're going to have to turn into superinflation in the coming years, in my opinion. And I'm not an economist. This is no financial advice. It's just everybody's talking about this over the internet. If you do enough research, like, yeah, (laughs) this is mere entertainment. (laughs) But to to answer your your question accurately, uh, Alex, there are many different things that are showing we're about to see something big we're about to experience a major change. And we're ready for it. uh, Some of us are ready. I mean, as ready as we know. Uh, But the bottom line is, um, it seems that all that whole pandemic-y narrative thing is, by design, it's part of that great reset of a one-world currency of all governments coming to an agreement. So you can see there is more and more centralization Mm. in the political arena and in the financial arena. And at the same time that this is becoming more and more obvious, there is a new technology emerging that is just saying, "Uh uh-uh, not that quick, guys. Mm. And now there is the choice given to people for the first time, for those of us who even want to be uh, responsible or sovereign. For some of us, we just want to be governed and it's fine.
0: And actually, it's interesting because you have this and and these two kind of polarities. And at the same time, you have very clearly that um, old establishment that's trying to hijack uh, beautiful, decentralized, transparent cryptocurrencies and use it actually to create a super dystopian controlling financial system. And that's through CBDCs and um one world currency using some aspects of the digital currencies of blockchain but of course without the transparent part without the decentralized part without the permissionless part and without all these parts that would make it beautiful and then and then there are some trojan horses there
1: Mm -hmm. i mean i won't give names but you know they are, they are coins They are coins in the top 10 internet
0: internet computer was absolutely one of shocking the worst i, I saw absolutely shocking like
1: we create a technology to change the world and people just go back to what we know and and just mm-hmm. amplify it i mm-hmm. don't get it yeah i don't get it
0: so hopefully people stay in the spirit of cryptos of decentralization transparency at least well, for the powers that's um, why it was immutability permissionless open source
1: force. that's why i was shilling richard hart and his projects because yeah. he raised twice close to one billion dollar yeah. without even launching his projects mm. and how i did this is okay he believed freedom of speech is a birthright uh, and it's in the constitution and it should not ta- be taken away if you believe in this you can sacrifice your money participate yeah, in, but in Fabrice, a project
0: people who sacrifice money they didn't sacrifice for freedom of speech they sacrifice because they think they're going to make a good return on investment it's nice that he said that it's but both. that's not the whole story
1: it's actually both it's I mean to me it's actually both and of course everybody's in crypto to make money like who are we did you sacrifice treating? because
0: you wanted to support freedom of speech mainly or because you th- thought it was a good investment
1: both for me i was absolutely delighted yeah of that course, on of top of creating an of Im- incredible technology the guy is also aligned with my values of course and and i think it's yeah, a yeah. it's a it's a hole
0: okay yeah um if we move a bit i'd love to talk a little bit about all, uh, two other things that have been emerging and these ones keep emerging even though the the market so it's been quite bullish then a bit sideways we don't really know 2022 you can share a bit more by the way on this Mm -hmm. but the the thing that keeps growing is nfts and the metaverse Um, buzzwords yeah i had to place them in that episode
1: okay sure (laughs) sure so nfts i'm going to hurt a lot of feelings here i think what i like about nfts is we can actually start to really program the blockchain and give it very specific functions some of them are really cool you can have utility nfts which means these nfts have a utility mechanism within an ecosystem or within a video game Mm. so they are useful Mm. then you have nft art for example which is just Digitalizing, digital, digitalizing anything you like mm-hmm. and just tell people oh this is unique and it's worth this much
0: we did actually i did a podcast with jake cobrin uh, almost a year ago now yeah i know you got one of his pieces
1: absolutely i love i love jake cobrin and his art and i wanted to support to jake yeah jake <laughs> this one for you mate <laughs> um I, I wanted to support i bought his art for one ethereum back then and it's a beautiful uh, tarot card game. And it, it was the archetype of the lovers, beautiful art. But he's a visionary and he's trying to help mass adoption with crypto. Mm-hmm. And again, that's that's where I wanted to put my energy, is into supporting these kind of artists that have a great reach as an influencer and they can get more people in. Um, and th- so NFTs is so broad, but it's also so misunderstood. All I see these days Cheap ads on Instagram. Oh, you missed um the CryptoPunks that started at two hundred dollars and sold for eighty million dollars. <laughs> oh, you missed the Apes, uh, you know. And they, they have. They show you, they mislead you in believing that any NFT is going to, to be a successful uh, twenty million x or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas the reality is, ninety eight percent of people lose money on NFTs. Again, unless they are utility NFTs, and so i'm not as excited as everybody else but it's still very cool to see all the possibility that it's open i know i know you like also nfts for for smaller businesses and for all sort of like well the way i like it
0: is i don't attach the value of the nft to the art i attach it mainly to what it represent so instead of selling a ticket you sell an nft But then people buy the NFT because they want to be part of a mastermind, for example, or they want a ticket to the event. It happens to be an NFT. And so it can be something that you collect that's memorable. And let's say um, you join a mastermind, you pay for the mastermind. But let's say in in five years, it becomes its own sovereign nation. Well, then maybe the first people to join that mastermind, rather than you got a ticket and it's lost, then it becomes a, a piece of art, but also a piece of meaning of history that could gain value, so like a
1: bonus. I get all of this, I just think it's it's overhyped when everybody's talking about something that's usually when you need to exit, because what's happening currently, you buy something for $20, I buy it for 50, you buy it for 200, I buy it for 1,000. At some point, this game needs to stop. And the last person who bought the thing for $50,000 <laughs> is like, oh, shit, I, I got into that that compulsion. Yeah. Hey, you honey. <laughs> I sold I the spent, house. I sold the house, but look, look, <laughs> look at this pixelated, <laughs> absolutely useless thing. And and okay. even even the technology behind NFTs that very few people mm. are familiar with. Um, it's actually hosted on the internet. Like it, it's not fully on the blockchain. So that's what I mean. People mm. don't do enough due diligence, and they okay. they get sold on the marketing aspect. Mm. Now the metaverse is something that is fascinating, Alex, mm. and a lot of us are revolted about it this is armageddon this is uh, skynet from terminator 2. Mm. this is the end of human race and everybody's going to get fat and living in different realities so th- in their beds just you know like con- that's that's yeah. a conversation for
0: context metaverse as are these um virtual realities created on the blockchain and the risk is that people also put their virtual reality goggles or oculus rift and then they start spending more and more time in that virtual reality and totally forgot. And escape, and escape
1: real life. The reality, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like the truth of the matter is we started this in the 1990s, okay? So metaverses were called differently, but this technology is 30 years old. The thing you used to put on your head was a brick. It was humongous. And, but back in the days, people thought the technology was just around the corner. And now fast forward 30 years, we see this madness with the uh, Decentraland and uh, mm. uh, Sandbox and uh, people who are buying. I have a friend who bought $400,000 for a pixelated piece of land in the Decentraland. That's a lot of money and that's a big gamble. I, I hope she, she, makes, uh, mm-hmm. she makes a good gain on that. But what I was about to say is we are still so early and people are frenetic about the technology. But the technology itself is not really good. If you mm. go in the Decentraland yourself, it, yeah. it, it, does it feel to you like you are in an alternate world, like no. in Avatar? No. No, not at all. Not at all. And so I think I it's I mean, look around,
0: it sucks compared to our reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe a few things, maybe it's easier to travel right now probably if you're in Decentraland.
1: <laughs> if you're in Decentraland, yeah. you can travel, yeah. <laughs> No, but it's cool. I, I love all of that. I'm fascinated about it. I think if people can maintain balance, they will get something out of it. They will have benefits from using that mm. technology. But again, if they use the technology as an addiction or mm. an escape, the shadows will just take them down and it would be horrible.
0: We could totally see a world where people live mainly in that uh, metaverse, and then sometimes say, "Oh, wait! I'll go to the old offline world because I need to poop, uh, eat, eat, and poop, <laughs> and I'll be back." And it's just like some kind of world where we go. I mean, I, I did that. We talked about it yesterday. I did that analogy. It's like even if I take plant medicine sometimes, or let's say I take ayahuasca and if when i'm on the plan it feels like i've been on a trip to this reality here and then i came back home and and it feels a little bit like this you know so maybe the they will the way that we are here like it's reality but then on plants at least i feel like that reality it isn't so real in a way, and that the, the, there's a the real reality is more into oneness and being pure consciousness than being incarnated in that body. Well, maybe their perception will be the same. Is that sometimes mm-hmm. they go into the offline world and it's a bit awkward, and you don't really know because not what you used to. But you, I don't know, it's it's an interesting experience. But then the world you're comfortable in, and then your new reality yeah. Yeah. becomes the metaverse.
1: <laughs> In saying all of this, Alex, you you asked at the beginning of the podcast what we see for twenty twenty two, and I think we're going to, to go uh, through a sort of a winter uh, with crypto, and we've been calling this for about pretty much six months oh, ago. Yeah. So usually, when everybody screams for the moon, that's when mm. you want to exit and, and Ma- wait.
0: Markets right now, are a little bit in fear, though, because it's been going the market down is quite in fear
1: bit. for sure. We we we're due for retracement, uh, but in saying this. I believe that the next bull run mm. will be around metaverses and video games. Okay, I'm not a gamer myself, but I can see the network, the mm. number of users. Uh, Facebook
0: looks like they agree.
1: Facebook is mean rebranding to make. You know my views on Facebook. I know your views on Facebook. Well, I, th-
0: I think I think it's very similar to what we said with internet, computer, this kind of fake crypto projects that are actually trojan horse for more control and dystopia mm-hmm. well it's the same with the metaverse there'll be some that can be more interesting and more i think more benevolent and will create interesting experiences for people to open their mind using virtual reality to um, create experiences that enriches them that's possible and there might be but a project like meta i'm pretty sure what they will want to do is to turn you into uh, user that's a data machine, basically, and really try to add you more and more, as they've been doing with Facebook, and they'll do the same with Meta, obviously being centralized, not sharing their yeah. the, the code and all that.
1: Well, they will try to do what they do, and <clears throat> we will have more and more choices. So uh, it's really about sovereignty, I suppose, and mm-hmm. making informed choices. Let's see how it's uh,
0: interesting as such a big company goes there.
1: I mean, it's inevitable they are writing codes for a living, For sure, they were about to ride that wave and invest billions of dollars Mm -hmm. to try and dominate. Facebook is trying to become the Google of metaverses, Mm -hmm. and they already have all the users. So it makes total sense. Um, But again, for me, I think if people are in crypto to make money and to invest, the next bull run will be exclusively about about metaverses. We we will see trillions of dollars coming in. I would look at projects like Engine, Maybe not MANA and Decentraland as much, but projects that are creating infrastructure for Mm metaverses. I would be very curious to look into these and choose maybe 10 projects and put like a few thousand dollars in each. Mm. And that's when you will see 20, 30x, 50x, 100x.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um, Cryptos in 2022, there's something I'm quite excited about, is the emergence of Web 3.0. So maybe it's less of a market thing i mean we'll see if markets can follow but also in terms of i think in 2022 yeah that's something i'm excited about to see tools that make it easier to implement decentralized governance
1: yeah i know that's something you're really big uh yeah. on with all your businesses and private affairs and
0: and Web3, in general, maybe also seeing uh, new types of social media that belong to their mm-hmm. users. And and so in the Web3 approach to a social yeah. media, uh-huh. uh, users own the platform and govern it, too, so then maybe mm-hmm. they don't go towards addictive practices. Like a shareholder, yeah. they want, OK, we want yeah. to extract value. But as a user, like, oh, I want my platform to be nice. And, and to see uh-huh. how this go, or is it still too early and utopian.
1: I have a very dear friend, actually, who introduced me to one of the founder of ethereum and uh, this is confidential in a way but uh, i have knowledge that some replacement of social media uh, better than facebook twitter and instagram combined Mm -hmm. uh, is about to be released to the public and that would be like you said decentralized and actually uh designed for the people so i hope i'm not like infringing with any you know like timelines or secrets We're sharing this in your podcast but uh, I think that's fine i think we may see this happen in 2022 and i would be one of the first to jump on that platform and use it and test it
0: yes yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited if we have a platform that's decentralized that gives uh, power governance and value back to the users that's owned by the users for social media and f- for many things but social media i think is, is one that we really want so uh, i'll see if what you shared is going to happen Uh, And I'd be one of the most excited about it. I have groups around these topics, finding the new tech, the new social media that serves us. Mm -hmm. Because, and that's a discussion we had also, it's like um, sometimes people say tech is neutral. Well, in the case of something like Facebook or Instagram, I don't think the tech is neutral. I think we can, with our willpower, overcome it. But it's still really taking our attention and trying to make us behave a certain way so i'm looking forward to technology that stops doing that basically
1: mm. yeah i think it's a good timing uh to to bring decentralization in the picture uh, technology unfortunately in the early 2000s, by the force of things technology evolved towards centralization uh, in mm. terms of data storage in terms of servers in terms of search engines it wasn't malicious in the beginning mm. It, it just was more efficient. Yeah. And, and then as we realized the power that was coming with access to all that data, mm. of course, some people got tempted yeah. to use it against the users, and they did.
0: What, what um, I'm excited, if I can just pose you on this with Web3, is actually I was thinking there's two layers of decentralization. It's like something like Ethereum mm. is quite decentralized in itself. But then if you have interoperability, then you have different blockchains. Well, what something like Facebook did is not only Facebook is centralized, but by the very nature that they want to create closed ecosystem and not allow you to be, it's not easy to share your data with a, a competitor, for example. Well, it's a double level of centralization. The company is centralized mm-hmm. and it doesn't want you to use other companies
1: absolutely i mean it's a it's a disgrace it was it was cool you know uh, five or ten years ago it was it was great uh, but we've seen the shadows and the limitation of that technology <clears throat> i don't use it uh, much it's it's linked to my instagram i've been banned last year uh, or a year and a half ago and if it wasn't for my special phone uh, they, they could not totally ban me so to speak. So if I try to log in my Facebook account from any devices, I can't. But because I'm still logged in from that phone, yeah. I've been able to keep on um, posting my controversial views uh, on the that phone. platform. And that was funny <laughs> in a way. So the thing with Facebook, they tried to bring their own money. Libra, it was called. Mm. Um, and then they got head to head with the powers that be. And they got like, uh-uh, you can't do that. That's actually, you know? if
0: I can pause there, that's super interesting because in a way, the fact that governments are trying to control more cryptos pushes towards more decentralization mm-hmm. because the projects that want to do their own currency, cryptocurrency, we I mean, can't really even call it a cryptocurrency when it's too centralized, but at least their own digital currency, digital money, yeah, with their own digital money, then they get in trouble because US governments is of Facebook you want to do your currency you're going to compete with the dollar we don't want that. Hmm. And the only way to escape that is to make it so decentralized that that can't happen.
1: Yeah, and I mean it, it's funny because if you look at the world that way the US dollar rule the world why is this? Some people say it's not backed by anything. It's backed by the most powerful army on the planet. That's actually very interesting. And if you disagree with, yeah. with their politics, they will send the most powerful army to your country and bomb you and, and, and innocent people. And that's how, that's how yeah. the politics work. When you mm. come out of delusion and sleep, you realize it's forceful. People are scared. But I'll we I'll don't have the guns, I'll and that's how they enforce I'll their I'll I love
0: that you make that distinction because before you told me, I thought, oh, yeah, dollars is backed by nothing. And actually, it's... Such, oh, such, it's backed. Yeah, it is backed by force.
1: Right. Exactly. And so anyone mm. in a corporation or a centralized you know, business mm. trying to challenge that power, they're mm. going to to get it because mm. the establishment yeah. is established for hundreds of years, possibly mm. thousands of years. Now, what's going on with the technology? they can't control Mm. it. And that's what's fascinating. That's what's really irritating for them. They could not ban video streaming. They've been trying or or sharing music on the internet without buying, you know, back in my days, 20 years ago, like it was a crime Mm. to download music. 25 years later, did they stop it? No, no. No. Did they do that with music, with movies? No. So then you realize, wow, the powers Mm. that be actually don't have as much power yeah. as we think they do they are really organized they are really resourceful and mm. they are scary because because they are forceful You have the force yeah. but now with the technology mm. this whole power dynamic is shifting mm. and that's the revolution of crypto and blockchain that's why it's not about bitcoin mm. it's about we have the chance to completely change how this world is working
0: and, and i want to go back to and thank you for that 2022 to because we're going towards the end of that uh episode episode yeah uh, are there like things in 2022 you'd really like to share to the listeners so you th- you you think we might go towards a correction b- before maybe going uh, higher again you're not a financial adv- advisor you don't have a crystal ball uh you really like the projects pulse chain pulsex that are launching not so optimistic about ethereum 2.0 excited about probably uh metaverse that could be the next bull run we talked a bit about that is there anything else that that comes to you that you feel excited about
1: uh look i suppose everybody has opinions and and i'm no different it's just i spend so much time breathing crypto basically that the the way i see things is a bit different and i'm not attached i'm not an entertainer i'm not here to make people happy uh, you know, everybody was calling Bitcoin $100,000 end of last year. I was like, uh-uh, no, for sure, no, like like for, for many mm. on-chain data and for, for, for many reasons, I could see that this was just the hope okay. of the people, but it doesn't make it a reality. So 2022, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bitcoin having a stronger retracement and possibly a winter, actually. I don't like to do predictions, to make predictions, because when you're wrong, then you kind of lose a bit of credibility. Maybe what are you excited and, about? But no, but I would like to share with you that I think we are gonna see a winter in crypto, but it will be shorter, it will be with less than a year. Mm. So three to nine months, I would say, once Bitcoin is at twenty, twenty five or fifteen thousand dollars, that's it. We will see mm. we will see another burst. Um i'm just excited right now i've stopped being so distracted by the thousands of new projects i see new projects on my desk every week brother like by the dozen so what i've done is i narrowed i minimalized my research my domain of expertise and i stay within certain ecosystems Mm. that i see value in all the new new stuff all the shiny object syndrome I just look at it quickly, but I don't waste my time because most of it is garbage, rug pull, just just crap. (laughs) People who don't even want to show their face. They have never accomplished another project before. I'm not interested in any of that. So within the ecosystem that I've chosen, um, I just keep up with what they're developing. And and Mm. I think Richard Hart is doing something very unique. It's the biggest airdrop in crypto history that's not nothing and i think even if we are in a bear market we could see these kind of projects doing very well like 10x 50x when everybody else is is struggling to even you know make 10 percent gains Mm. so i'm excited about this to be honest and i'm also excited about um, stepping back actually a little bit um and taking more time to go back into more personal things you know with my partner on Baya, and uh with practices you know in terms of like yoga and and self development and self-development and, yeah. and and maintain that balance so you need to know when to be obsessed with crypto and also when to mm. step back and 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 give it a bit of space once you've planted the seeds
0: that's nice and um yeah we were thinking as we were recording the crypto course right here in bongan um that uh, maybe dance the beginning of more courses and i know you have a lot of expertise in many other things around detox around tentra and um yeah i'm excited for that so how can people follow you
1: well find me on instagram if you'd like uh they call me fab maybe we can put a link below but that's about it i'm not like extremely i'm not too much on social media mm-hmm. and then you know we will keep on creating good content together we've just finished the course here to to help people to get access to proper information there is just so much crap out there it's an ocean of misinformation because people learn crypto for three months and they go on and teach you and they have no clue like mm. you know what what's going on so what i like with you is like it's super humble it's super friendly like we're not we're not overdoing it and and our intent for this course was really to to give genuine advice like the way I wished I learned crypto yeah. that would have saved us so much time and money and uh, yeah that's cool to create digital content and uh, and also that community of people with with similar values people who want to eat a different way people who want to grow as individuals and people who want to manifest their visions mm. um instead of just talking about their dreams and and giving up on life it's cool it's a good energy to be around and again thank you for like you know sharing all your resources and all your inspiration with me on these projects because mm. I would have I wouldn't ha- even have done courses if it wasn't for that friendship so yeah. you know thanks I'm very happy with that
0: thanks and I was really motivated to do it because through our friendship I actually feel like I saved so much time so much money uh, being into cryptos got so much wisdom even though sometimes I had those impulses to do something, and within like two years, I could see also how some people are start. Because uh, I'm I'm someone who likes to challenge, so s- sometimes you were saying things, and I would challenge you a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you're not always right, and you told me about project that uh, completely collapsed once. <laughs> but but that's <laughs> yeah. part of the game, of course. Yeah. But overall, yeah. I could see analyzing the whole ecosystem and the people who I followed the influencers? I could see some people doing very well for three months, getting super confident in the bull market and then getting wrecked. And what I find with you is as I, I saw that wisdom. And at first, sometimes I challenged it, but the, the more time goes by, the more I see you were right on most of it. So it's been really inspirational for me to follow that. And then it's really cool that we can put that in a course and offer that wisdom and knowledge to more and more people.
1: Yeah, and I suppose, uh to to wrap up on that what you share is like if all you're doing is sharing your embodied wisdom it doesn't matter what what you became good at if you do something for 10 years like for sure you're going to, have to become reasonably good at it i mean hopefully um and so if people were into sharing more of their direct experience and their wisdom i think the community will be thriving in a different way because mm-hmm. what i see a lot is uh we are so conditioned to live in the mental dimension, people read a book and they make it their truth. You know, they take a two week Tantra workshop in Thailand and they go back to Europe and now they are Tantra teachers and authorities in the field. And it's just, if people could just be patient mm. and uh, and earn their wings, so to speak, mm. I know we all want to be seen, we, we all want to be somebody, but if, if we're not sharing a transmission with people, we may hurt them or we may cause them more harm that we even know. And and I think that what makes us different is uh, we have earned that wisdom through work and consistency over the Mm. years. And
0: I'm I'm very proud of the course we just did. I mean, we'll see when it's released (laughs) too. But uh, yeah, it's been, I mean, more than a year we're teaching people and doing lives, but here doing it very professionally, it's been a challenge. It's been also, uh, a lot sometimes also a pleasure but also a challenge and, and that's a lot of work but, but now but now yeah we have like le- taking people from beginner and really drilling down the most essential and um, i'm super looking forward to it and so there's the it, and it's for free so the first level we did a whole first level and now we're totally free with a free beginner course for yeah. beginners yeah and and then i wanted to do this podcast also for free then there's more about 2022 like what's now uh, well the free course is is meant to be something that stays relevant for for years
1: mm-hmm. all right well so thank, thank you so much for having the, me
0: yeah thanks for the collab always a pleasure
1: love you brother and uh, thank you, you for your audience for taking the time to tune in and uh,
0: thanks guys and if you want to check the course we we chose the name too what's the name crypto jedi crypto jedi so if you you go to crypto and uh, that's that's where you have the website Absolutely. Okay, thanks guys. I think also if you go to thelightleaders.org slash crypto, if it's easier for you, we'll redirect there. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you very soon. Thank you for following. Don't hesitate to share too.
1: See you later, guys.
0: Thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen to this podcast. If you stayed until the end, I assume it was insightful. So if you like this podcast, Please share with friends. Remember that if you tag us in your Instagram story at The Light Leaders Podcast, we will repost. Tell us what you've learned. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now, if you want to stay posted about new podcast releases, especially as we get censored more and more on big tech platforms, make sure to join our newsletter and our Telegram. You'll find the links on thelightleaders.org. And feel free to contact me directly, too, whether it's for feedback or potential collaborations. Thank you again. And let's co-create the conscious new earth together.